Among the lands east of the Herdian Sea, the greatest in size is Radaz. So vast the distances between its borders that a man astride the swiftest mare could not cross from the coastal marshes of Dropent to the mountain-locked Dels of Falia in the southeast in fewer than six days. So vast and unwieldy Radaz, with all its varied lands and peoples, that the great-great-great-grandfather of the present emperor Shesaran IX divided Radaz into nine duchies, and gave control of these smaller kingdoms to his nine nearest friends, who founded the nine households from which the dukedoms all descend to this day. Chesaron the Ninth, of course, continued to take his taxes and such other levies of goods and men as necessary. The dukes were accountable to him for following Radazi customs, for keeping the fests and holy days, for maintaining the standards set by the emperor. But Chesaron left actual governing in the hands of his friends. He sent no special auditors, observers, or spies to watch openly or in secret. He kept strict control thereafter of only his own massive estates and the surrounding game preserves composing the duchy of Andar Periga, and, of course, his capital city and chief port, Podru. Chesaron the Ninth was widely criticized for having entrusted so much of Radas to mere friends and not kindred, but he was a shrewd man, and knew not only who was most loyal to him, but how to secure that loyalty. All Radas prospered under the duchy system, from the merchants of Sikri to the Zelhari woodcrafters, even to the meanest herders and nomad tribes of outermost Dropent and Holmaden and Gena. In Chesaran the Eleventh's time, the duchies were reconfirmed to the descendants of the original nine friends, and the inheritance confirmed bloodline. The emperor preserved his right to interfere in the internal workings of those duchies, but the grandson of Chesaran the Ninth interfered even less in duchy business than had his grandsire. He had, after all, more than enough matters to occupy his time and talents just managing his estates and preserves, and Podru had become the richest and greatest trading port anywhere on the eastern seaboard. Chesaron the Fourteenth, Chesaron the Golden, inherited wealth and power greater than that of all his forebears together. More importantly, he had his forefathers' shrewd understanding of trade and the increasingly complex politics inherent to the Herdian sea trade routes, and the patience to deal with them. It is held that Chesaron the Fourteenth made only two serious errors in judgment during his long reign, and those were near its end, when ill health and age began to increasingly influence his decisions. He had turned recently to religion, spending increasing amounts of time and vast sums of money on festivals and galas for Podru's motley blend of gods perhaps hoping they could cure his ills on earth, or possibly to ensure his welcome beyond it. He left negotiations for trading pacts to his advisers, so he would have more time for the artists, poets, and musicians who cluttered his court, 
for celebrations and plays. He no longer hunted, but pursued a lifelong interest in the breeding of game and the tame herds on his estates. This left little time for anything outside Andar Periga, but then Chesaran the Golden cared for little outside his city, his household, and his preserves, particularly so long as everything outside that world functioned quietly and well.